Arab Rosh Hashanah, the Hasidim would bring Panim to the Rebbe. It's called the Pidyan Nefesh, which means like a, a sharing of the soul with the Rebbe, basically letter asking for breakfast and sharing intentions for the following year. And so the Rebbe would stand and collect each one and read it. So Arab Rosh Hashanah, after the Rebbe collected all everyone's Panim, he shared this bracha. So I just want to set the intention that we open our hands, open our hearts, open our minds to the brachas that they're always sharing with us on Arab Rosh Hashanah. So we are standing in a time that is called the Days of Judgment. And according to Halacha, Psak Din, in Torah, right? Because we know that halacha is comes straight from the Torah. That when the Jewish people get judged, they get saved. Okay, it means that the entire purpose of this whole process is being saved, being pardoned, being held closer, and obviously that the final, the complete Hatzalah which is the Vehitzilu of the Gula that is to come, the complete healing and saving and connection of us to Hashem. So when we talk about judgment and going to court, the Tor, who is uh, leading Pisic and uh, explainer of the exact laws, he explains that in general, when people are in court, they don't know what the outcome is going to be. So they're very nervous, they're anxious, they're worried what's going to be. Nobody knows what's going to be, so they're very you know, stressed about it. But the fact that B'nai Israel are close to Hashem, they know that they're going to be judged favorably to the point where they dress in white, they... Um, eat festive food, they wear beautiful clothes. There is a certain energy of knowing that it's going to be a, a good outcome. There's this sense of assurance that it's going to be a good outcome. And you might see that the scale is going to tip in their favor, in the favor of righteousness. And the other side, right, the Xardinum, the negative side, is going to be destroyed and cracked up. This is the uniqueness of the Jewish people, that what's different about them, what, what sets them apart from everybody else is that by nature, not by nurture, by nature, they show up in a way that they know it's going to be good to the point where they dress better, eat better, they have, you know, they find different ways, different senses to express this idea, this assurance, this confidence that it is going to be everything in their favor, all the judgment in their favor. To add to that, this whole idea is also highlighted with the Parsha that Rosh Hashanah falls out in, which is Parsha's Mitzvah. 
right? You are all standing here today before Hashem, your God. So the Jewish people are standing on this day of judgment. They're standing each and every type of Jew. Doesn't matter their standing, doesn't matter their day job, doesn't matter their age or their stage or their talent. Every single Jewish person comes with this sense of self-respect and dignity and confidence that this day ahead is going to bode well for them. Okay? There is this kayamim v'ayim, means they're standing rooted in their spot, digging their heels in the sand in a way of acknowledging this idea that the judgment will be good, will be beautiful and fruitful. Not only does every Jewish person stand with a certain confidence of standing, every single Jewish person is a king, stands like a king. He stands as a king to his surrounding, his circle of influence right here. He also stands as a king, you know, to the greater world, to the greater circle, to the point where he's also king over the entire Seder Hashashalash, which means the galaxies that are created and this whole structure of the way the world is created. Okay, and he stands a king above all of that as well. How is that possible? Because he is, he receives from Melch Machemach he receives from Hashem. And on Rosh Hashanah, Hashem is crowned as king. So if Hashem is crowned as king, so the fact that we are connected to Hashem on this holy day where Hashem becomes king, you are a great, powerful, impactful nation that Hashem is close to you. And because Hashem is close to you, um, and because you are on the level of king of Melech, therefore you receive this abundant, this abundance from Melech Malchim from the King of Kings, Hakadosh Baruch blessed be He. Right, so we we receive all this abundance and the, the bracha and and the flow as any king would receive, right? And just let's not forget that kings, when they receive, they don't have to work for it, and. A king doesn't have to work for what he gets. He doesn't have to work for his food. He doesn't have to work for his beautiful vacations. He doesn't have to work for the gardens around his palace. He doesn't have to work for the opulence that is all around him. The king isn't even allowed to do any work. Okay? A king is not allowed to do any work. So everybody around him, it's their responsibility to honor the king. Of Baraybam Hadashmel. It's their it's their job to put in the work. The final point of Vihitsiduhaida, the final complete manifestation of the Jewish people being saved, right through the Gulamikasvashlaima, through the true and ultimate and complete redemption. So we're almost at that point. There are many people who have parnasa, which means they have abundance spiritually. There are those that have 
physical abundance. An example, they live very comfortably, they live very well, right? There are even those who live in Eretz HaKadosh, which means they live in the land of Israel, right next to the, the Temple Mount, right? Everyone under these categories that experience abundance, anyone under that category still is going to say, because of our sins, we were exiled from our land. Because we still don't have the Besamekdash, which is the Megdash that was made with the hands of Hashem. And we don't have the mitzvahs of the land that we have to do, right? Of like Southern land and Yevil and all the different pieces of working the land and all the mitzvahs that are associated with that. And we're not living in that incomplete piece, unfortunately, yet. So what's the connection of Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah to the Gula? The connection of Rosh Hashanah to Gula is highlighted because in Rosh Hashanah we are accepting the kingship of Hashem. We are crowning Hashem as king. We want to infuse our entire lives with the awareness, with the connection, Hashem and Hashem being king over us. And this theme of Hashem being king over the world, this idea of Hashem's kingship being manifested in this world through us, will be in its complete and most expressed way through David Malcolm Mashiach, which means the king, Mashiach, right? So therefore, we can understand that the fact that we are here in the last moments of Gullahs, the last moments right before the days of Yom Hadin, right, the days of Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, the, the days of judgment, actually are these days that are the, the steps, the pieces, the puzzle pieces, the connection, the avenue to the saving of the Jewish people. Because if, if, if Din is connected with saving, if Din is connected with a positive outcome, positive judgment, then obviously the fact that we are here, historically speaking, and the fact that we're here in the cycle of the year means that this is where we are right now is a preparation for the saving of the Bnei Israel because Din is connected to saving immediately. Take a Miyad. Nit Arang Gandik in Ashakavatari Bizet is If Dem Kane Sait Nitavara Midak Glaich Gain Makabopanim Zain Dig Ulamitis Vashlema and David Makamashekha and Chak Marivahami Adabrashenu is Farsanik as Mityeder Rega Schneller that the Inyanim Shakhaidam Lazet is this a regafir The fact is, is that we need to manifest Mashiach right here, right now. We do not have time to argue. We do not have time to engage in conversation. We don't have time. The only thing we have time for is to immediately go and be makabo panim the geula, which means to 
wholeheartedly open, open heartedly with our, you know, with our, with our faces towards Mashiach, just here to greet him with the rabbi at our head, of course. And obviously the sooner the better and everything, all the, the details, all the strings, the, the last little bits um, that come before that need to be ironed out and taken care of ASAP. This specific paragraph is extremely touching to me right now because I many times can get swept up in like this idea of like convincing people certain things, but it's not my job. I don't have time for it. We don't have time. We don't have time to fight. We don't have time to convince. We don't have time to disagree. But I think it's more about we don't have time to engage in the conversation just for conversation's sake. Obviously, we need to engage in conversation for the purpose of knowing what to do. But this is more like the Shaklavatari of like, yes, we do it this way, should we do it that way? Is your way better? Is my way better? Let's just both do it and we'll see. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like a race for arms or anything, but it's like, I don't know, like, we're probably both right, honestly, at the end of the day. Let's just do it. I think uh, also, also yeah. like, the end of the day, what, what, what's left for Mashiach is living Gula and healing on an individual level. And so... Every minute that we waste thinking about trying to make someone else in Gula or wake them up or make them realize the truth, we're wasting time from doing our own work that no one else can do for us, you know? Like, each right. of us could only access ourselves. So we need to spend this time healing and, you know, living Gula and bringing more and more and more peace for ourselves and in our own families and our own homes so that we're ready for Mashiach. Like, the rest is just distraction. Yeah, exactly. Because we're each one of us has a very specific mission, and it's very, like you said, it's very personal. And because it's very personal, we can engage in conversation to share what works. But engaging in conversation in a way of like, what's the better avenue? They're probably both the right avenue for the person. So yeah, uh, to argue to argue one way or the other is is futile. And, and I think there's definitely, I think the, we do need to validate the idea that there is space for dialogue of like, what's the better way? Right now, it's not the time for it. And I think that's extremely um, valuable to kind of be like, no, you can actually walk away. If, if this is a conversation that there's no dialogue and there's, or just talking over each other because we have more coming from different approaches, maybe this is not a conversation that we need to be having. And I think that takes a lot of honesty and humility and focus on what your priorities are. Like what's most important right now? Is it most important that the other person agrees with you? Is it most important that the other person does what you say to do? Or is it most important that they're doing what they need to do. It's actually more you need to do, right? Who cares what their business is? That you are showing up exactly the way that is most aligned with you right now. I want to add to that, the connection of this saving that happens in Rosh Hashanah. 
is connected with Parsha's Vayelach, and then obviously Parsha's Nitzavim, which is the following Parsha. So you have this idea of Nitzavim on Rosh Hashanah, where we stand, we're confident. We have the self-respect and the dignity to know that the outcome of these days of judgment will be glorious and saving and beautiful. Okay. They have the power of a king. So immediately from the power of the standing, standing their ground, having the sense of self, having the sense of knowing who we are and the respect that is appropriate coming towards the Jewish people. So from that energy, we go into Vayelach, immediately going, Vayelchu Mechayel going from strength to strength, from more power to, to greater power, of entering the land, of taking up the space in a way that is respectable and royal. That is respectable. Um, and then it will happen. Every, every Jewish person is going to have this experience of my days and years have been filled, right? This is what Misha says in his closing remarks at the end of Bamidra. He says, my, behold, my days today, my days, my years have, have been completed, have been filled up. As Every single Jewish person has, has years and days that are filled with Torah mitzvahs that are enriched, that are complete with this awareness, the space of Torah mitzvahs. On their kayach, if them becomes when them was is given by Moshe Rabbeinu, we get this power, this ability from Moshe to fill our days, to fill our moments, to fill our years with Torah mitzvahs. So Maisha is the one who gives us the power and the ability and the opportunity to fill our days, fill our years with Torah mitzvahs. The Bechina of Maisha is drawn and brings this ability, this opportunity of practically having our days filled with terms, which means that the Rebbe, who is the Misha of our generation, is the, is the one that fuels us with this ability, with this opportunity, with this experience of having each and every moment be filled to capacity with the holiness, with the connection, with the godliness with the presence of mind, with the presence of heart to be filled with this connection to Hashem, with this connection to ourselves, with connection to our people, with the connection to our land. And this Yayim Hadin of Rosh Hashanah is what brings this saving and this opportunity to really be connected in this experience. And it happens 
through us because we are the ones that have this connection to Hashem. We are the ones that represent Hashem. We are the ones that our days are filled with Hashemness. Even though it doesn't always feel that way. Many times it doesn't feel that way. But apparently it's a fact. So we're just going to have to go with it. We're going to have to find, you know, the, the confidence and the assurity that the Yemei Hadin coming up are going to be filled with positive judgment for all of us and for the world. I have a question. Please. How uh, are we supposed to show up with this dignity and this confidence in spite of knowing about our flaws along of the, the year, our like things that we could have done better? How, how do we show up with such confidence? I'm just going to go back to what the rabbi said here in the Seha. A king receives. A king receives doesn't matter what he does. A king is actually not allowed to do any work, to earn earn anything. Let's just start with that. It doesn't matter what you did. It matters who you are. Nothing that you did. So obviously in this moment, you want to be filled with mitzvahs. And in this moment, you are filled with mitzvahs and you are filled with terror. That's a fact. But that's much more about who you are, not about what you did. So it's very easy to like conflate of like, oh, I'm a bad person because I didn't finish this. I'm a bad person because I snapped. I lost my cool. I ate something I shouldn't have eaten. I woke up late. None of those things make you a bad person. None of those things take away your status. There's nothing you can do that's going to take away your status as a Jewish person and as a king. So it's, and it's very dangerous to, you know, pull ourselves down in that way. It's a very slippery slope. So instead of saying that like, oh, doing one of is a slippery slope that brings other of maybe you can say not seeing ourselves for who we are, that's a slippery slope. That's how I see it. Not seeing us, not seeing ourselves in the be, the be, most beautiful, strong, confident, worthy, important, sophisticated, royal. Like if we don't, that's where we need to be seeing ourselves as we approach this time of crowning Hashem as king. A king doesn't happen in a vacuum, and kings who um, don't step into their step into their palace. Don't step into their royal garments. Don't step into, you know, take strolls in their gardens and enjoy. Like, who are they? You know? So that's the slippery slope I want to stay away from. And I really appreciate your question that we can be reminded again of how important we really are and how valuable our time is and how valuable our being is without doing anything. Because a king has value just by being. A king has power just by being. A king has influence just by being. And the straighter he stands, the better it is for everyone. So let's do it. Amen. Wow.